Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Class 1A podcast for the deep dive into Season 6, Episode 17. As always, I am your host, Andrew Nimsgren, and alongside me, I have James Graham to deal with what is really the true Hellish Todoroki family episode. The titling and all of it makes sense because that was last week's episode when really this was literally 20 minutes the Todoroki's talking. So I remember liking the title. I forget what it was off the top of my head now, but to no surprise, we're going to be spending a lot of time talking about Todoroki's today. James, how are you feeling about this? I mean, this feels like the biggest keeping up the Todoroki's we've had to date. Did it live up to the ongoing series we have here? Yeah, I think it actually, um, like, I think throughout most of the series, we've seen, like, sprinklings of, like, why this family is pretty dysfunctional and fucked up. Um, and this is just like, okay, this is really what happened. Like, you know, the, 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 the door's off the attic, and you're like, okay, well, like, this like this is where all the like the deep dark secrets start coming out and how they deal with it as a as a family unit is is, is pretty interesting so I'm, I'm pretty excited to talk about it yeah and i'm not really going to do a full recap obviously pretty much the entire episode is one just the family talking about how the kids were raised the origins of toya and what actually happened to them in the fire accident um and then we got a little brief recap on how the world is but that's pretty much what last week's episode was anyways and then we got a little bit of sprinklings of the questions of what is all for one one for all um which we'll talk about a little bit here as well but obviously james let's just kind of walk through almost step by step the best we can of everything that happened here and yeah okay with the Todoroki. and the first thing i want to say here is endeavor is not a great person we have said that multiple times here too but everything he did wasn't necessarily wrong. Some of it just had the worst execution I've ever seen today. Like of anything ever done. Like I don't, the idea I don't, of protecting Toya or like keeping Todoroki away. Like we'll talk about it. But keeping Toya away from Todoroki, as horrible as that is, was a smart move. Toya would have to- killed him. So just, yeah, I was going to say, like, we, we, we want to say like keeping Toya away from Shoto because it is the entire Todoroki family. So... We should differentiate like which member we're talking about, but yeah, obviously, clearly, Toya was having a rough time. He was having a bad go. He he inherited a lot of his father's drive and obsession with surpassing uh, um, All Might. So, and that started to manifest into, oh shit, this new kid that is born into my family is exactly what my dad wanted i'm not what he wanted and that just starts this vicious vicious cycle and then you have endeavor trying to deal with okay well now i have the perfect kid oh crap my kid wants to kill the other kids it's like and yeah it's definitely like for somebody who is clearly not a good communicator and not a kind i wouldn't say i wouldn't say endeavor's not he's not capable of being kind but he's not like that is not his default setting by any stretch yeah. Especially in, in his in his youth, which we which we, this is a lot of this is kind of focused around. Yeah, and I think that was definitely Toya's breaking point. But even kind of going back is like I found it very interesting. One, we learned a little bit about quirk testing here too, is that they were able to tell that his inheritance for fire was stronger and that he was more like um resistant to ice without him even being there. So I'm guessing just by blood work, you're able to know everything about quirks, which one, I find that really interesting and, and cool. I actually don't remember reading the manga much. I didn't remember that Toya had much of a resistance to um, ice. I just remember that his fire power was stronger 
And then what we got to later on this episode is that his firepower is tied actually to his emotions. Like that yeah. was the only parts I remember about Dobby's kind of kit. I don't actually remember the resistance to ice, which does set up an interesting thing we talk about of Todoroki, who is AKA better in his eyes than him because he has that ice power. I found that really kind of interesting um, there as well. So a lot of really cool things with the quirk testing and it's cool to learn actually what Dobby's capable of because um, we didn't a hundred percent understand it until today. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was something that like, I think there's a ton, like on how Dobby's flames worked and how his quirk like was different from his dad's was like a huge thing that the community kind of speculated um, until basically up until this episode. Like I, I know, especially when Dobby was introduced and like going way, way back, like, Everybody was like, oh, my God, like, how is he related to Endeavor and, and stuff like that and trying to differentiate between the blue flames and the red and stuff like that. So I think it's it, it is really nice to have all this background info on, on the inner workings of Dobby and why he is the way he is, how his quirk reacts the way he is. And yeah, why he has this inherent advantage against uh, Shoto, because he his fire is his fire is more powerful than his and his like the ice is is not nearly as um as effective against somebody who uses fire which is it, it's really it's it's really this this kind of cool parallel that they use with him so it's and then yeah then then you just throw in probably one of the worst teachers in the world and yeah it's i guess that's how you get well, a the thing villain. is like endeavor we never even saw really endeavor teaching him like i think that that was the thing too so yes yes he's a shitty teacher but at this point, we that I think that was kind of the big issue is that he just didn't know how to deal with it. And and again, kind of going back to that, like not knowing how to tell your kid that yeah, you can't really probably live up to your dream. Like I don't know how any parent could possibly do that, especially in this world where kind of being a hero is so much more realistic. But um, it's just yeah, there's just so many things we don't know about quirks because we kind of saw that like oh no, like you can kind of train your resistances like. If I remember during the forest training arc, didn't Todoroki kind of like do flames while like uh, in an ice bath to kind of help like with his body regulation? Like there's no way to kind of help with like with his resistance to fire or building up a tolerance or something. Like, I don't know. It just feels weird that everywhere else we've seen like, oh no, like you can just kind of build up and get stronger with your quirk, but we couldn't hear. The big separation between Dobby and um anybody else who's using really any like quirk training and stuff like that is that it seemed that inherently his quirk was almost rejecting him to begin with not maybe not rejecting him but his body wasn't equipped to handle how powerful his flames were and i think that's why you see his inability to be able to train it right he was constantly being burned and maybe it could have something to do with his like his body being more resistant to ice too maybe it was because would that mean it like it runs naturally hotter so like we don't unfortunately we don't get into the the specifics on why that why that is like it's it, all we are told is that he's more resistant to ice and that's really about it so you can kind of start to theorize that oh if he runs at like a higher core temperature then yeah if he's if he's cranking that up already how hot are those flames obviously hot enough to beat endeavor and shoto in the same well, hot the enough same to time. turn blue like i forget what hot it is like, blue, exactly, the percentage right? to turn blue versus red it's a pretty big difference like flames have to be fucking hot to be blue and that's and that's just it, right? So like, I mean, yeah. How much does the how much can his body withstand to that point? Obviously, as he started to crank it up more and more and more, he was just getting more and more badly burnt. And obviously, we see end result Dobby now, where those flames are just so powerful 
that um you know they basically have just like charred skin on them so i think i i just think that this was like a baseline thing of like the like maybe maybe in some some timeline toya gets to the point where he can refine this quirk that he's not burning himself or maybe he wears something that cools him off or something like that or helps him cope with how hot these flames get but i think just because everything like every other external factor factoring into this really made toya's situation that much more tragic you know so he was so hell-bent on becoming what his father wanted that he just you know just completely damaged himself doing it yeah and i i agree with a lot of that um i I want i want to talk one more thing about um toya but i also want to talk about ray here in a second too because obviously the other person that pretty much went through as much emotional turmoil as well maybe not as much physical but definitely as much emotional but um with toy the one thing that didn't get answered in this episode how did he survive like we just did not get that answer at all here like he, it looked like he was burned alive did he just kind of limp away he had to, like did all for one find him like i guess we don't really know exactly what happened i don't know if that gets answered here but like we obviously his we just talked about how his body is now resistant to flames and we just saw him sitting in flames in a forest that forest fire that engulfed miles it looked like from the distance so how the hell did he survive is the one thing i want to kind of know maybe they just don't explain that and say all for one got there but i it just that just didn't click with me so at this point in the in the series like we've had one like basically entirely simulated death so th- like at this point the question for me is not like oh i want like I, I wonder how that happened it's like okay it definitely happened like 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 you know he survived it obviously and they're going to be able to explain it it's just how do they go about it right yeah. so i guess didn't they like find his jawbone or something didn't endeavor like find his jawbone like earlier on yeah. like when we first learned about toya yeah so the first the first time where i think it was in dobby's dance or maybe leading up to it um yeah they're they're like that is like a part of the shrine is basically like you know the 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 remnants that they do find of him which i think even dobby confirms in the episode as well that he like he like he removed part of his jaw or something like that or he burned himself that bad yeah exactly right so i think that's that was covered so yeah it's the, the the how will be interesting, but I don't think it's going to be like super shocking just because at this point, well, I mean, best genius was literally like con- confirmed KIA by, by Hawks. And then that went and flipped totally 180. So um, I do kind of want to just quickly discuss kind of the this, this psychology behind, or maybe I, I don't want to call it the psychology, but like how the that family dynamic ironed into what it became sort of thing like between all these external factors of endeavor having too much pressure on toya initially thinking oh okay like this like he will be the prodigal son like he his firepower will surpass all might sort of thing um and then putting all of that into toya to think okay i i can be that i can do that and causing him to like push wanting to push harder and harder and harder and then, you know, Shoto comes along and Shoto is like, you know, he's he's straight up half and half. Right. And on top of that, you have you have like we're going to get into with like uh, Ray and everything like that. Her trying to do her best in this role. And then oh God, there's just so many. This whole the whole issue of Dobby is so like there's so many layers to it that it like 
I do think it's like one of those like deep dive episodes that we do at some point, really dissecting this entire family dynamic because we've gotten what like six episodes at this point covering this family. Like, yeah, exactly. It's crazy. So, um, I think I, it, it is really hard to like boil down their their, their entire family into one episode, like it, one like individual episode that's doing like a recap sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I I think a big piece of the kind of the missing puzzle here was really Ray's part in it, and that's why I enjoyed hmm. a lot of it, because that was a piece that we didn't know. we kind of seen how him and the siblings interact. They've always been good. We obviously know how the Endeavor relationship is, but we never really knew what. We knew from it early on that Ray snapped and threw boiling hot water Shoto because yep. of him seeing Endeavor in Shoto, um, which yep. was really the only thing we ever got. But this one kind of opened up a little bit more where we started kind of seeing one of the bachelor breaking point, but how she saw the same eyes in Toya, how she saw the same eyes in Endeavor. I didn't quite get the same eyes from when Shoto was looking at that. Obviously, she was already past the breaking point. I mean, I guess maybe they have different eye colors too, um, which is another thing that I kind of saw pointed out there. So like, I didn't, I could definitely see the correlation between Toya's eyes and Endeavor's eyes. I think those are very clear. They did a great job of jumping back and forth with that. But I didn't see that same in Shoto, but I think that was just might have been a breaking point for her. Yeah, so I think the, I think the big thing with that is, yeah, the damage is already done, but because Shoto is half Endeavor, like like where I think Natsu and um, oh my God, I can't remember her name. I couldn't. Either, um, that's why I didn't say the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the the yeah the 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 sister yeah she's the only sister in the family so yeah the sister they have like most of their traits are inherited from ray and shoto's really the next one down the lineage after toya that um has like so many so many contributing factors from endeavor so i think i guess he did have like the red hair peeking around the corner red hair oh and that's just it right so you yeah you have all of these like you have this trauma after trauma of basically you're both your husband and your child who have heavily in, in like uh, inherited those quirks. And then you have Shoto who yes, isn't probably nothing like his dad at that point, but he also has the same, the same kind of appearance and like, yeah. Cause I think anybody with Ray's primarily Ray's quirks or their eyes are grayish. Like the iris is actually like gray or almost black. Um, but any with, Endeavors is blue, so I think yeah, because I think Toya, both Toya and Shoto have their like Shoto's uh, fire eye is blue, mm. so I think that's where you start seeing that like that association, and then Ray's already super fucked up at that point, so yeah, there's there's our hot water situation. I mean, I think I'd break too after how deep Toya went after her. Like, well, fuck, yeah. that was a r- brutal interaction there. Yeah, I um, mean, just well, another thing too is like. It didn't show it much there, but he Toya just had extreme hate for his sister and his mom too, calling all women in the family useless too, which felt like a jump that I don't know where that came from because we never really saw that interaction there too. But I think that definitely kind of played into that interaction there. But another thing I didn't remember reading, um, but it kind of stood out to me in a show of like I didn't know he hated his sister as well. Yeah, and like and it's weird because like Natsu's just exempt from everything. Maybe yeah. it's because Natsu's the oldest, one. and like, I, like there is that just, you know, that inherent respect for the eldest sibling sort of thing. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what the deal is there, because I, I could see him, 
maybe taking some of his like it's it really it really felt like Toya was everything that was bad in Endeavor. Like he and yeah. he inherited all of that, right? So any resentment that Endeavor had for Ray basically not being able to do like you know give you know give a child that is the perfect half and half. Endeavor starts having some degree of ex- resentment, maybe doesn't hold it in the best, and then Toya, you know, picks up any inkling of that and, like, turns it up to 11, right? So, um, and I think on top of it, too, it was the fact that, you know, Ray was defending Shoto as well, who is obviously a massive threat to basically Toya's potential, uh, you know, um, I guess in his eyes, his potential, like, um, acknowledgement from his father, right? So, it was, yep. yeah, it's just... Yeah, we, 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 this episode really drives home that how dog shit the Todoroki family is communicating and like and like not only that, but like establishing like what is a right to really pass on to your kids and like, you know, because so much of the Todoroki family inherited Endeavor's goals, whether they liked it or not. They, they, yeah. they were just they were just there. I agree, but. You do kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. Obviously, the, yeah. the whole episode was because they were trying to come back together. Seeing what that actually looks at, like, it really just ended with Shoto saying, okay, let's do this, get up in a handout. And then, obviously, uh, Hawks and Best Genius kind of came and interrupted. So, I, I don't know if... I really don't think we're going to see the rest of them again. I still think it's going to go back to the Shoto and Endeavor show. Um, but I think it was kind of a good moment to seeing that his whole family was kind of back behind him again for the first time even if he doesn't really deserve it. Um, but I, I do think we're coming towards the end of the keeping up the Todorokis. Probably after the big final battle will be the last time. Um, I think we see a lot of these guys again. Yeah, I think we get, I think we get one big showdown with like Dobby and that. Yeah. And then maybe like, the family reacting to it all afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I do, I do think it is kind of crazy that um, how, um, how the family dynamic deals with this is like, and I, I and I kind of like they it because personal blame. Which well, they did and they didn't. They they did acknowledge that they, that Endeavor was the biggest culprit. Like Endeavor yeah. fucked up the most. But they were like, okay, you definitely screwed up. But where we were also like there was things we could have done too. So it was basically, like you know, yes, he was like it was a, a bunch of little contributing factors from the rest of the family, but. It's it's nice that they're not letting him off the hook either, right? They they yeah. fully acknowledge that he's the problem. But, um, anything else with the Todorokis? I agree. I think this just needs to be a forty minute deep dive on the side as well. But anything else in this episode? I think we really tried to hit on a lot of the big things. So obviously the the one last thing I just want to touch on very briefly because I think it'll be a big point in the next episode. So I don't think we need to talk about it too much. But yeah. obviously the question is starting to float around of what is one for all. Um, obviously reporters are kind of asked, but outside, I think people were already smart enough to put together all for one and one for all. I'm kind of seeing what that is. And I think Hawks is already kind of figuring it out. It looks like towards the end of this episode, um, next week, obviously is going to be more of a inside deck. who said the vestige date only, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of a conversation outside as well between Hawks and all might. So yeah. I, I'm kind of curious to see where it goes. I don't think it's going to be super public like i think i've talked about in the last couple episodes but it definitely starting to feel like it's going to come out soon um who Mm. knows exactly when but now the media is kind of onto it i don't feel like that's something that's just going to get dropped especially in a time like this 
Yeah, I'm very curious to see like one. I'm very shocked that like one in like this almost like dystopian state of Japan right now. There's still like news outlets and stuff like that functioning. Um, But yeah, I think it is going to be one of those things that they're like that. It's just becoming it's becoming public enough to the right people to know that can can start to connect these dots. Obviously, most you're like your Joe Blow reporter is not really going to know like all these different parts that really Hawks was listing off towards the end of the episode. Right. So I think, or not even just Hawks, even Endeavor as well. So I don't think I don't think it's really going to become public knowledge. I think it's going to be one of those big questions. But for the the upper echelon of heroes and anybody kind of privy to that information, they are they are now starting to give be given enough to like put the start connecting the dots and know okay something's up here, something's up here with All Might, something's up here with Deku. Like let's try and get to the bottom of that. Yeah. So. I guess I don't even want to say too much because I think that's going to be the moment there. I mean, I agree. I don't think any any public reporter is going to put it out, but I'm curious to see how some of the top heroes start kind of reacting to it because mm-hmm. they're already all putting together Deku's probably something special, but exactly what that means, I don't think they understand the levity of it yet. So I'm just excited to see kind of how that goes. Um, the only yeah. other thing I want to call out there is um, I loved uh, the quick interaction between Bakugo and Best Genius at the end there. Um, when they're walking towards Deku's room, uh, Best, Best Gene is like, oh, uh, Great Lord uh, murdered Dynamite. How are you doing today? He said, how do I look like I'm doing as he's being, he's pulled, being pulled away? Off? Yeah. And that, that, that was one of my favorite moments for a while now, I think. Uh, I love their interactions, and I think... Uh, they, have, I like, they have such a funny relationship, man. It's so good. They do. But um, <laughs> with that, let's talk plus ultra to wrap up this episode. Plus Ultra is the award we give away each and every week. We decide one character that went beyond that went plus ultra. And James, I'm gonna lead you off with who you think was this week's plus ultra recipient. Yeah, so I think it's really the 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 catalyst for the whole episode. I think that's uh and I don't think this this episode would have ended the way it did uh without Ray. I think I think Ray basically like her deciding to go visit Endeavor after him being having the shit kicked out of him by her son um i think that is like it might be the definition of exposure therapy and that is like that is not easy that is not easy for anyone so i think her actually being able to face endeavor and and basically talk through this super traumatic event in their life um is 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 super super admirable um and i mean really with like the backing of like i mean natsu's natsu's also somebody who's incredibly bitter as well but i think ray is really the big the big one in this in this episode Yumi is the sister's name i just remembered it um sorry going on (laughs) um with mine uh i that that was what i was kind of initially thinking but ray actually said something during the episode that changed my mind of who the plus ultra it is and i'm going with shoto ray said that he's the family's hero yeah, well, Shoto had a reason to hate both of his parents, to never yeah. really want either one of them, but he has been the connecting force of the entire family for a while now. He has worked to give forgive his father as much and was willing to take on Dobby himself, assuming Endeavor couldn't fight, even though he had no reason to. I mean, it wasn't really his fight. It was his dad's fight. And he yeah. forgave his mom, despite not really having any great interactions with her. I mean, you, you talk about Ray being kind of the combining force here, and obviously... Her being there is what really brings the family fully together in this moment. But I don't think the family gets to this point if Shoto hadn't been slowly piecing it all back together leading up to that. So, no, same kind yeah. of idea behind it, but I think Ray gave the credit of her being there to Shoto. So I think that kind of puts Shoto a step above. 
Especially yeah, with I a get... young kid. Yeah. Forgiving both of his parents at like 13. That's a pretty big fucking thing. He's older than 13, isn't he? I thought they were like 15. 15, 16. I mean, whatever. They're still young. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. I, I actually might pivot my answer to that. No, I think that is a... I think that's a better justification for, for Plus Ultra, for sure. And I just don't think we've given him one in like three years. We haven't so given him one in ages. One. Yeah, I think it. it's been it like... Joint training. Class life. training. I was going to say Class 1A versus 1B. I think that was the last time they had it happen. But that'll be it for this week's episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week to dive into episode 18 as we learn more about the Vesta State and all for one for all. But until then, have a great week and see y'all then.